0: Welcome to GAIA Dairy Farming Insights, the infotainment podcast for the Dairy Farming Network. Join our community that takes you on a journey through the vastness of milk production, your source of knowledge and inspiration in every episode. Hello, I'm Oliver, and I'm hosting today's episode where we want to talk about healthy cows and happy farmers. I'm joined today by Lena, and thank you to everyone listening in the audience. Uh, so, Lena, would you like to introduce yourself, please?
1: Yes, yeah, sure. I'm Lena. I'm working for seven years at Gear Farm Technologies as a herd management specialist. And I'm working with all of our customers worldwide, with all our colleagues worldwide, and support them with the herd management as a holistic support, um, helping them with our herd management software and introduce them to our automatic milking systems.
0: Thanks. I think cow welfare is a big topic, quite broad, and I think you and I could probably talk about it for hours. Probably, yes. (laughs) Getting to the, the point. I think it'd be really interesting to know what inspired you to, let's say, work on this topic and explore around healthy cows and happy farmers.
1: Honestly, this is quite easy because my daily job is more or less make the farmers happy. And the easiest thing to make them happy is to take care for the cows and help them to have healthy cows. So uh, for me, it was just my daily work what inspired me to talk about healthy cows and happy farmers.
0: Did you have a background with
1: cows? Yes, um, my grandparents had 30 cows, so it was rather a small farm, um, but they have um, also a Westphalia separator milking parlour. so um, I was born into a Gea or v- former Westphalia family and I grew up on a on a field with cows, so yeah, I think they put the passion into me when I was a child already.
0: Good, so you probably know what you're talking about.
1: Uh, I hope, yes. <laughs> yes good. <laughs>
0: So let's talk a little bit about what really influences uh, cow welfare. I mean, one topic is always uh, which role does equipment play in that that part. So. Uh,
1: sure, I think uh, we should we should see the the milk production as a complete system. It is not just the milking machine which needs to run. It is not just the feed ration which needs to run. So we should definitely also have a look to the different factors and I think the quality of the equipment is one of the factors that changed significantly in the last maybe 10, maybe 15 years. So uh, it needs more effort to have a look on it and I think it also needs a little bit more support from the technician side, from the consultant side, because you cannot keep your your history like it was. So for example, I think the liners are a nice example. There are so many changes in the liners, and I think if you start with a new system, you cannot just go with your liners you used ten years ago, just because you you are used to it. Uh, so you should use the chance to go also into new ideas, into new um, new quality products, and um, this is something which should be checked on a regularly basis, because just if the machine is working perfectly fine and if all the wheels are working together, we can have the best out of the situation.
0: And I think when you talk about these things, obviously equipment is very obvious, tangible. You can see it, touch it. If it's good quality, it's, it's clear. If you don't look after it, it, it's clear. But there's often, let's say more hidden social factors that can come in that aren't so immediately obvious. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure, because I think especially the social factors are not not a thing you're thinking right on the way if you're talking about cow health. But um, we should keep in mind that our cows on a farm are herd animals, so they like to have a stable social environment. For them, for sure, the Stable environment, all in all, is important, but also the social environment is very important. And um, I have a good example for this. So I visited a farm in Germany a few years ago and they were claiming about a decrease in milk production. So they had no idea where the decrease comes from. And I just asked them, What are you doing? How is your daily procedure looking like? What is your normal herd management procedure? then they started like, yeah, we are changing all our our groups every 40 days. So a cow has eight group changes in one lactation. And um, for me, there was just this social factor coming up. You, You claim a decrease in milk production and you have eight group changes for your cows, which is all the time, again, a lot of stress. So all the time when the group is changing, I think everybody of the audience is knowing it, the cows started with rank battles again. So they want to try to find out who is the big mama I call the cows, which are the most important cows in the herd. But this rank battles are always a stress for the cows. So we should keep this in mind. A group changes means a time per lactation, a lot of stress. This means a decrease in milk production and the cows are uh, um, have a lot of negative impact to their health. Maybe uh, diseases like uh, subclinical mastitis increase into a mastitis and a clinical mastitis due to the stress. So we should try to keep as well the social environment as stable as possible for the cows so that they feel comfortable, that they have their wank in the herd and that they keep with this group and with this herd as long as possible.
0: And I think that's really interesting because those things, like we said, aren't always immediately obvious. And that sometimes it takes someone else to come in and point out something that can be straight in front of your face. You yeah, know? exactly. So, and then there's obviously not just the social part, there's these also the, the economical factors that come with cows having a, a good well-being, let's say, on the farm. Um, do you want to explain some examples or some thoughts around that as well?
1: Yeah, sure, because I think all of the producers outside, all of the different farms in the world, needs to make money with the cows. So it's not just, for some it's maybe also passion or hobby, but most of them want to earn money with the milk yield they're uh, producing. And so I think this economical factors are always going close with the health factors because in the end we can just produce milk if our cows are healthy and if our cows are producing a lot of milk. So uh, we should put a little bit together maybe this economical factors with the health factors and should try to work as proactive as possible. I know on the farm uh, on a daily basis there is not a lot of time to, to change any anything uh, to do a lot of small things in between because there's always a lot of uh, work to do but we should try to maybe change a little bit the routine to have more proactive work to help the cows to stay healthy not to get healthy to stay healthy one nice example on a farm is I think uh, the mastitis the mastitis is uh, I would say the most expensive um, disease on a dairy farm it's happen most of the times on the dairy farm. And in Germany, I think one mastitis costs around about 500 euros. I always recommend to the farmers to try to save this 500 euros and put this money into proactive work. So just as an example, use the right uh, dip supplies or um, use uh, disinfection in the parlor just to make the cows healthy and keep them healthy because it's easier if you keep them healthy than trying to get them healthy again after mastitis. So if you have the mastitis directly in the highest days of her production, <laughs> normally you know it as well, the mastitis is coming out in the first days of lactation when they're on the high producing level, um, they will drop in milk production then and they will never reach again the maximum they had in the lactation. So for us, it should be the the goal to make it as as good and as comfortable for the cows so that they can keep their high lactation or high production level as long as possible.
0: It's very interesting there how you picked up on keeping that p- production level up and some nice examples of things, let's say farmers can do without huge investment or anything like that, just day-to-day topics. And I also like the topic around the, the liners. You know, I always used to say it costs you nothing to get the right liner because you're changing them anyway so it's always worth when you're due for a change check is that really the best fit for your cows and does that fit the cows I now have being that you might be at a replacement rate of 25-30% of your animals per year anyway so I think that's a nice thing our listeners can hopefully take away today to go and go and implement
1: And I think you talked about this change. I also made the experience with farmers who get a new milking machine. After two or three days, the cows are known what they're doing. So it takes two, three days for the cows to accept the change. But most of the day, the farmers needs maybe one week, two week, or three months to accept the change. So we should also keep in mind that uh, I know it's hard to, to accept a change or to adapt this change, but sometimes we should uh, keep an eye on the cows and they should be an example for us because they can adapt quite quickly yeah, yeah, to yeah. changes. That,
0: that reminds me of a story years ago when I used to help milking in with parlors, especially with rotaries, the farmer would say, How long is this going to take before everyone, you know, understands it? I'd say the cows, about two days. You, about six months. And they'd never believe me. Never. But it's
1: true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So talking about the cows now really specifically and their health, based on what you've seen and, and your travels and being on farms what what do you really see is that the farmers role in influencing the cows health
1: i i saw a lot of different farms and also a lot of different behavior of the the farmers and um i think we should keep an eye more on our cows because i'm i have the opinion that the cows will show us what they like and where they have maybe problems or what they don't like if you just go into the barn and watch because for me if i come to a farm i'm in 90% not know the farms. So for me, everything is new. And the first thing I'm doing, I have my little paper with my pen and just stand there, watch for 10 minutes, just have a small talk with the farmer, how it is going, what's in your opinion, the biggest problem. And I'm just looking around. And if you just look around, you can see the cow's behavior and they show you most of the times what they like and what they don't like for example you can also um just watch the distribution of the cows to find out if the climate if the air is good in all the parts of the barn or if the cows are standing all in in the first row of the parlor or of the barn um because maybe the air in the back side of the barn is not that nice you maybe think about why are they all here in the front of the barn and not in the back side of the barn so um, yeah this is my opinion to, to always watch, uh, watch the cows and maybe listen to the cows behavior and uh, I have a nice story to tell about what farmers also do sometimes they are really into the comfort for cows so I was on a trade fair. And um, a man came to me and he asked me if he could try our mattresses for the beddings. I just say, yeah, sure, you can try. Yeah, cow health and cow comfort is so important for him, and he wants to know if it is uh, comfortable for the cows. <laughs> so he walked slowly to the mattress, just lay down. He take a himself? nap. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> himself? Yes. Himself. He would take a nap for maybe five minutes. <laughs> I was a little bit uh, yeah, confused, but just watched and then he stood up. Yeah, okay, now I know how the cows will feel on this. So um, I don't know if you can compare your laying comfort in a mattress yep, to the cows. Yeah. But I think uh, this man has in mind, I want to make it as comfortable as possible. And I want to make sure that my cows feel safe and healthy. And I think this is a good good thing you should keep in mind. Always think about do my cows feel good with this situation or not?
0: Yeah. God, nice story. <laughs> and that, that's almost the opposite end of what we see happening now in the industry. And I think this is probably the topic of, of artificial intelligence and, and cow welfare it is worthy of its own, let's say, uh, podcast episode. But I, I'd like to touch on it a, a little bit. When you talk around watching the cows in the barn, I I, I believe that artificial intelligence will play a huge role in doing that for us in in the future.
1: I would absolutely agree. And uh, I think especially the the small family farms are knowing this old grandfather. He had this one job daily. He had to push the feet maybe 10 times. So uh, most of my neighbor farms also had this old grandfather who is doing his job and he's watching all the time when he pushed the feed, he's watching the cows and he knew exactly at lunchtime, hey, boy, you have to watch for cow ten. She might have a problem. And most of the times the farms are too big now to to use this old grandfather for this or there is still no grandfather who is doing this basic job. So I think this uh, artificial intelligence can help us to find those cows. But as you said, I think we can talk about artificial intelligence and uh, (laughs) there we have uh, for hours. So maybe we should come together again to talk about this.
0: Yeah. So giving uh, a few things to our listeners here, can you share some of your, let's say, best practices and things you've observed on other farms as you got around. I, I I used to say that to farmers a lot. Go and visit farms and see not only the good stuff, but also the bad stuff that you know what to do and what not to do. So I think it'd be nice if you could share with our listeners what you've seen.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you just said the right point because my, my first recommendation will always be ask external people. Because if you're working on your farm every day, you might get... Line for something. Yeah, yeah blind.
0: I think is the right so, term. Yeah. yeah. So
1: um, maybe you do not see the the basic stuff anymore. So this is why I also recommend um, to ask Marion or maybe just um, an external health management colleague who can just have a look and maybe see some small things in the barn which might increase your milk yield, which might change the health of the cows. And um, yeah, this is one of my most important uh, recommendations to the farmer. Please be open-minded and please listen to others because they might help you with small screws. And um, yeah, I also saw um, on one farm, they had a concrete in the waiting area. So for them, the cows had bad hoof issues and hoof problems. And uh, he he was just like, I don't know where the hoof problems came from. just say, okay, let's go the way the cows are going. So let's just observe where the cows have to go to find out where the hoof problems come from. And then we find out in the waiting area that the concrete was very sharp mm-hmm. and the cows had to go over a lot of yeah like rocks in the in the concrete yeah. and we just um, changed the waiting area and put rubber mats in it and from one day to the other the cows are jumping into the waiting area they were jumping around having fun. And it was like just a small change in the way of the cows. And uh, yeah, the, the health and the behavior was so much better. So um, also here, just watch your cows and maybe just go where the cows go to find yeah, out. I think that's a really issue. nice
0: topic there. So start in the cubicles yeah, and exactly. walk the same route that they do and think, would I like walking on that every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really nice tip. So you talked before a bit about the holistic approach around um, sort of cow welfare. And I think maybe go one layer deeper. What does that mean for you?
1: For me, I I really like to um, compare this with the um, agriculture on the field. So we also have to see our milking machine as a harvesting machine. It's like when you have a bad summer and your wheat is very small on the fields outside, you cannot think that the combined harvest machine is now harvesting a record of wheat this year. So the same we have to do in the dairy farm because uh, our machine can just milk what the cow is producing. So we have to have a look on the whole farm why is the milk, uh, milking machine not milking more milk? Because the cow is not able to produce more. So we have to have a look to the feed table. Is the feed ration okay? Can we change something here? Is the comfort in the barn okay? Do the cows n- need maybe comfortable um, beddings to have more rest, to, to minate more and to put, uh, produce more? And this is why I think we have to keep the whole machine working we have to keep all the wheels in the farm working to have in the end the the good milk yield which is measuring by our machine so um yeah we should try to have all the cocks in the machine in the right places so that um the farmer can achieve the access as uh, success he wants to
0: and this i think leads quite nicely into the fact that we see um consumers being a lot more aware about where their products are coming from, in this case specifically milk, and were those animals, I suppose, well looked after, healthy, and had a a nice life while they were producing that milk? Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, because I think this can also help the farmer to find out where the weak points maybe are, because uh, especially the consumers today, they want to see what's going on on the farm and they maybe do not agree with some things on the farm and they today there is a situation that if the consumer is not okay with the situation on the farm, the farmer has to change something because there is a lot of pressure to the, to the dairy industry that the cows need to be comfortable, that they need to be clean, that the milk is produced in a good way. And so I always uh, say to farmers, maybe you just imagine today there will be a day of open open farm and a lot of visitors will come what would you change today immediately because maybe the consumers will not be happy seeing it maybe it's just take (laughs) take some time and uh, clean clean up the the, um, the feeding table again or just make the beddings again. Just think about small screws you can turn and often it helps if you imagine what external people or visitors would think about the situation and if you try to find a solution for this problem, visitors might see you will have a lot of um, benefit for the cows as well.
0: Thanks, Lena. I think you've really brought up some nice topical subjects for our listeners to digest, use at home, use back on their farm. Um, I think that's a a really nice uh, group of of topics we've covered. Any sort of final thoughts, um, words of encouragement for our listeners?
1: Um, Yeah, maybe two final thoughts. One is um, just a small example in the end. (laughs) Um, My neighbor, he invited a class of children. Uh, It was, I think, children about about seven years. And he said to them, please take a chair here on the feed table, watch your cow and explain me afterwards what this cow did in the past five minutes. And he said to me, Lena, I was surprised because I also watched five minutes, my cows. And it was like, Ooh, I don't know, my cows that good. So just take some time, watch your cows, just maybe take a coffee and just go 10 minutes to the barn and see what's going on. And please Always keep in mind, I just noted on a paper because I think that's so important, Um, especially today, high milk yield cows are more likely to get diseases. So we are talking about hoof problems, about fertility problems, also other problems are becoming more and more famous. So... Therefore, cow welfare is extra important for them. And I think this is a nice statement from my side (laughs) to end this
0: session. So there there you are, everyone. Go and watch your cows. Or if you haven't got cows, find some to watch. Yes. And uh, enjoy doing that. So thanks, Lena. And thank you very much to our audience for listening. Um, And that's it for today. Follow us on our social media platforms to stay updated and subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. If you have questions, suggestions, or even ideas for future topics, feel free to reach out. Join us soon for another exciting episode as we continue to explore the world of farming and the people behind it. Until then, keep farming and growing.